0: Oh my God, so you've literally just spilled a boiling cup of hot tea on Jennifer Saunders, haven't you?
1: Yes, I have. I'm fucking coming for her, sweetheart. <laughs> her life is not about to be so fucking fabulous by the time I'm finished with her. <laughs> Absolutely
0: cancelled.
1: <laughs> Absolutely cancelled, you turfy bitch.
0: <laughs> right, so tell us uh, what's been happening. She's been retweeting JK Rowling. Okay. Ramon
1: yeah so um you may or may not have seen the uh, all of the headlines about j k Rowling so basically j k. Rowling has come out and tweeted all of these um all of this stuff, including this huge essay it was like a three and a half thousand word essay that basically invalidates trans people um and said <clears throat> There's a lot of things that have come out that are now clear as to why she feels the way she does in terms of like the people that she hangs around with. So her charity as well. Her charity is called Lumos, and the co-founder of it is a woman called Baroness Nicholson, who is what an
0: unfortunate um... name. I know.
1: And um, this is the the like she's a massive campaigner. In um, for like anti-trans laws, so um, these people believe that trans women are men and trans men are women. That they can never change themselves. That there, and basically just completely invalidates trans people. Like we do not exist as far as they're concerned. And they've even gone as far as saying that. <clears throat> we are trying to erase the word woman and they stopped referring to themselves as woman and they started referring to themselves as people who menstruate just to further exclude us is that they don't use "woman" anymore they use people who menstruate which is just
0: wild so, to me do you know what the irony in all of this is is that they're going on and on about um trans women invalidating the woman's experience, when they're trying to do exactly the same thing back. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mm -hmm. trans women aren't doing it as a way to mean any harm to you, but the way that they're behaving is actively harming the trans community.
1: Exactly. And we're also in a time period where we're we're fighting, you know, not even just trans people, but the LGBT community is getting setback after setback after setback at the moment. Like Hungary uh, recently announced that they no longer recognize trans as an identity. America is in the process of revoking the right for gay couples to adopt. Um, There's all of these things that are happening to us. And then this woman, J.K. Rowling. Now, it's just really hard because J.K. Rowling... Was a huge part of my adolescence, and so many people that are our age, you know, like Harry Potter was in the same year as me at school. Technically, like he every time he moved up a year, I moved up a year, and we were in the same year, so it was like <laughs> it was like a thing. How was your like, time at Hogwarts? <laughs> oh my god, it was fucking great! Yeah, do, I,
0: do, I learned a magic spell to make a broomstick disappear up my ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I learned this great spell and woke up with a pair of massive tits. Um, I conjured up but, a surgeon. <laughs> so I um yeah, the whole message behind her body of work was that no matter what comes come what what no matter what you come up against, love would always win. And that's a great message to give to young people. Is like that good always wins, love always wins, and it was kind of really adapted uh, adopted by our community because it's the message that we like to portray of like love always wins. And then she's just come out twenty twenty in the middle of a fucking pandemic and the biggest racial uprising since the civil rights movement she's had a look out her window and gone oh yeah love always wins unless you're trans and then i hate you like it just doesn't make she turned out to be
0: fucking voldemort in all of this
1: exactly yeah and um and so that's all been going on and then loads of stuff has come out about that you know like her ex-husband has come out and said oh i only slapped her once and i don't regret it that was this morning
0: Mm. And all even the thing there. about this, she wrote this big long letter, basically trying to garner sympathy from um, people with regard in the uh, domestic abuse situation. But effectively, what she's doing is she's inflicting like because she said that she was scared. She got thinking about same sex spaces and safety, but she's effectively pushing trans women straight into the situations which she was trying to avoid. So she's just thrown trans women to the lions and basically said, like, well, listen, they can take the beating instead of me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so all of this has been bad enough um, having J.K. Rowling do it for no reason. Also, she was unprovoked. Nobody asked. She just came out with it. That was bad. And then Jennifer Saunders has started resharing all of her stuff. (laughs) Like Jennifer Saunders, the inventor, the, the the writer and producer of one of the LGBTQ's community's most popular franchises. AbFab is like the most popular, the most popular thing that kind of unites us all, that we all love it. And she has capitalized on the LGBT community for decades she cut the ribbon at our pride ceremony and when she released that crappy ab fab film every drag queen in london was casting it every single one of them and then she's been now now she's saying but trans people don't count jennifer saunders it's crazy so i've decided that i'm gonna resolve it (laughs) (laughs) and so i'm going after jennifer saunders
0: Yes, you're coming for her on social media. Yeah. Um, well, you'll have to keep us updated as to what response yeah. you get, if any. I'm sure if she'll be commenting on, not commenting on things in the uh, tabloids or whatever anyway.
1: For sure. And I mean, I, I, I've done all of those stories, so people share it as much as possible. And I sent her a direct message. Weirdly, her Instagram account is not verified, and she's only got like 40,000 followers, which is not that much more than me, really. So... I'm hoping that I don't fall into her like other inbox and that it just comes up because we've got mutual connections too.
0: So No, it always I, goes in that other inbox if you're uh, not if they're not following you. Oh God. Well I hope her publicist or something looks in her other box
1: to see what's popping. <laughs> um and then I, I, like I because you know what I hope? What I really, really hope, well, what I hoped was that she was sharing it because she's mates with J.K. Rowling. I thought, oh, maybe she's sharing it and she doesn't really know what she's sharing. Maybe maybe she she's not sure and she's just trying to show support. Um, and that was kind of what I was really hoping with it. But then she's not because she's sharing it more. She keeps going with it. And it's like we have been, the big, we have embraced her, In our community, for like thirty years, it's wild. It's absolutely wild.
0: The fact that she's she listen, she penned a whole fucking TV series. Stupid people don't do that. She knew exactly what she was retweeting.
1: Mm Mhm. Yeah. Like I say, it was a hope. It was a hope. But realistically, did I believe it? No. But would it have been her way out had she be say today? with not only me but i know a lot of people are now sharing it also um she, could she have come out and said oh listen i didn't realize and i'm really sorry and then she would have been able to put out a statement that been like trans people are valid i stand with you and she could have done that and completely gotten away with it even though i don't believe that it would have been genuine but she hasn't
0: and what do you think that makes it better or worse
1: what if she if she'd have fake apologized yeah i think it would have been better for her uh, um, because she will lose people over this.
0: Yeah. Um. Well. Any last words on J.K. Rowling? Um. Personally. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. I was gonna say, listen. My last words has that I've never read a book, and now I never will. So. Yeah, it
1: was Detox that said, um, "I never read your books, but I have read some disgusting old white women." <laughs> it was like, "God, I'll fucking read you."
0: <laughs> yes, come on, Detox. I, I
1: ain't never read your books, but I've read some disgusting old white women.
0: <laughs> and did you see this thing about the other story of the week? Uh, was that that air quotes model and the older guy? <laughs> <laughs> and that like, he was, oh my God,
1: it's genius
0: he was with that eighty one year old priest, and the priest died,
1: I know, and he got and he got a quarter of a million off of it,
0: yeah, but like listen, I'm sorry, I just feel even as like a gold digger and a scammer, you've still failed, you've picked like the frailest old man for like the minimum payout, you could have got well, someone yeah. like less. Less, like... When
1: when I saw that it was a quarter of a million, I thought, fucking hell, all of that for a quarter of a million. Yeah,
0: just go get a job, babe. Just go yeah. get a job.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, good luck to him, you know. Like, I'm sure he had to put in the work with that old man.
0: I mean, <laughs> well, this was the other thing. Um, not, obviously, doubting that, like, the old man was used or anything. But the when they went on Jeremy Kyle, the old guy... Um, even said, like, Jeremy Kyle had said to him, oh, uh, do you not feel like you're being taken advantage of? And the old man just sat there and was like, yeah, well, you know, sometimes it's, it's nice to be taken advantage of. So I'm like, well, you've effectively basically just said, yeah, okay, you can take all of my money when I die, as long as you give me, like, that youthful mouth and that youthful buttocks and youthful penis before I die.
1: Yeah, suck me off and you'll get the lot.
0: Yeah, basically. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. The family were fuming, though, weren't they?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you would be, wouldn't you? Can you imagine if it was, like, your granddad and then some little Brazilian twink comes along and takes all his money?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry, but even him saying that he was a model, that was just... Oh, I know. The hilarity of it all. I just... Yeah, well, I think we know a few
1: of them, don't we?
0: Oh, we definitely do, but... I don't know if I know any in real life to that bad of an extent. Like, can't dress, not attractive in the media causing a shitstorm being a gold digger you're definitely not any kind of model by any kind of standard Like,
1: I wonder if he's made extra revenue off of all of these stories though because surely things like Jeremy Kyle and that because I know that they in the past have paid for st- stories to go on there so maybe he's made extra revenue off of selling the story of the fact that he's shagging an old granddad for money.
0: definitely has because he's done interviews with like the son and all of that I'm sure
1: yeah, for sure. And they'll I mean it'll be minimum fee, it'll probably be like five hundred quid a shot. But I mean he did so many of them that it got really recognised.
0: Yeah. But this was the other thing I just thought, if you're getting with someone who is literally old enough to be your granddad, and this man was eighty one, but he looked about ninety three. Like, yeah. But Prince w- Philip. Wouldn't you just not like, yeah. <laughs> It was very Prince Philip. It yeah, very, very Prince, Prince Philip. Philip. <laughs> Yeah,
1: very, very Prince Philip.
0: Um, Like, would you not want to keep that on the down low? Surely. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? But the, the, the thing is with um, the way that social media is, though, is people will do anything for clout. Absolutely anything. And notoriety. And even if it's for a bad way, you know, it's like no publicity is bad publicity. Now with social media, it's exactly the same thing. People will do anything. It's the reason all of these... Stupid TikTok t- challenges kick off and stuff, you know? It's like people will literally do anything. The next one will be like, hashtag push your nan down the stairs challenge. People will be pushing
0: them. <laughs> I'm like, mine's a drunk. She just fell 100,000 yeah. likes. Um, <laughs> no, but come on, like, you're what? You're sucking that 90 year old dick to be in, like, it was like the Kent shopper or something that he was in initially. Oh.
1: God, I can't even imagine, <laughs> I mean, not to be ageist, but I just couldn't, I just absolutely could not do it.
0: I really don't think there's anything ageist about saying that you wouldn't get with a fucking 80 year old. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just called like, not having particular (laughs) mental issues
1: (laughs) yeah I mean yeah well you know I remember when I was like 19 my boyfriend was 53 when I was 19 I remember seeing his wrinkly old ass and even that was off pain
0: what like his wrinkly ass or his wrinkly ass how
1: um I don't remember his bum hole but I remember he had a proper like saggy old man bum
0: oh you know who it was as well oh do I
1: yeah it was Wayne Lineker
0: Oh, dead. (laughs) (laughs) I am screaming. You had your plot at Ocean Beach, sister. What? You had your plot at Ocean Beach. She was on the bed in the VIP section.
1: Uh, what, babe, this was before Ocean Beach, so oh, it, this was when he just had Lineker's I was, I was, uh, I'm, I lived in a Ibiza when, from when I was eighteen to when I was twenty, and I was dating him when I was eighteen, nineteen, and um, yeah, I remember his saggy old ass <laughs> was not the one.
0: Um, I don't know if I've, I've definitely slept with like older men. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the oldest man I've ever slept with is. No, it's definitely not eighty-one. That's for sure. <laughs> no, I think like maybe like a mid-fifties.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, but I mean, like obviously, as time goes on, that will go up. But age-appropriate-wise, yeah. Um, I definitely have never gone to. I've never, I've never gone with somebody who gets a free bus pass. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but listen, silver lining though. Silver lining, silver fox. Silver pubes? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? I've got like two silver pubes already. Have you? Yeah, but it's fine because when I clip at them, you can't see it. It's only when, like, I mean, I've got like a big lockdown bush. I'm like, oh my God.
1: Oh, behave. You've gone a bit of salt and pepper everywhere.
0: I have yet. Yeah, it's the stress of running this blog single handedly. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, listen, I want to talk about this guy, um, the way he was dressed for pride. Because this has been like all over social media. And Mm -hmm. so um, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sure you probably have. But if you haven't, um, guys, have a look on Cocktails and Cock Talk one. It's on there. And the guy is basically wearing... Um, it's just a hanky, isn't it? It's just a hanky over is his penis.
1: A band- It's a
0: bandana, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a hanky. Yes, I'm so old fashioned. I'm like a little old man. That
1: was, yeah. <laughs> and a hanky. He's got, got a hanky around his pee pee. Yeah, <laughs>
0: um, um,
1: yeah he, had, he had a bandana around his
0: knob. Yeah, just adjust a bandana around his knob, and that was it. Um, so it's, again, I feel like we have this debate almost every year, but it's uh, sparked this debate about like what is appropriate to wear for pride and there are like mixed thoughts about this so like we've got some people saying you know uh that there should be like a separate evening event where people can dress more scantily clad let's say um and other people are saying like well just fuck the families this is pride go people should just wear whatever they want um and then other people are saying you know well bodies are just bodies like bodies aren't sexual so really like you know it's not damaging for a child to see somebody naked they don't really see nakedness and uh, all of this kind of stuff so do you want to what do you think
1: I'm really on the fence about it because I think it's amazing that people take their kids to Pride. I think it's one of the best things about Pride is that the next generation have been exposed to it at a much earlier age and that there's all these liberally minded parents that take their kids along and their kids see how wonderful it is. And that's the impression that they then have of our community. I think it's great.
0: Um, I agree. I agree.
1: Do I think that it's inappropriate for kids to see that? I think um, that he had as much on show as he would have if he was wearing a thong and that it was just a different way. And I've seen people wearing one-leg thongs also at Pride. Um, So how do I feel about it? It, When I saw the picture, all I was thinking was – is when you walk, that bandana will ride up because of the positioning of it on his thigh. So unless underneath it, he's like done a bit of a sock and a gaffer tape job to make sure that nothing comes out, then, um, I don't think it's appropriate in the same way that I wouldn't think it was appropriate for someone to just be completely naked. Cause that's what it is. is if yeah. it, if it, if it rides up and it's just cock and balls, I don't think that that's appropriate. But if yeah. he took the right precaution, I think more power to him. <laughs> I, and, yeah. And I'm not really against it. To be honest, some of the things that I've worn to Pride over the years, there was, <laughs> be- there was very little left to the imagination with those. But you didn't get the full view of everything. So...
0: Well, this is I what think... I'm saying. Like, I have worn some wild outfits in my time, but nothing mm-hmm. as, like, tasteless or as naked as this.
1: Mm-hmm. So... I d- do I... Do I d- did I think it looked nice? No. I didn't think that it was um, an appealing way to dress, personally. (laughs) (laughs) But you know that's just not my thing. I don't judge him for uh, this. Is I tell you what? That's how I can round it out. I have zero judgment on him, providing he's not exposing his cock to strangers then i've got zero against him if he took the precautions to make sure everything was put away wear whatever you want might not be what i think is cool or attractive but wear whatever you want if he didn't and he was just walking around showing his cocked kids then i've got an issue (laughs) with
0: (laughs) okay i'll tell you my issue with people like this and when I say people like this, like I include like my younger self as well because of some of the outfits that I used to wear. But sure. but when you like dress up and you wear tiny little shorts and, you know, even with like that, the whole Disney scenario thing, we dress that way for attention. And mm-hmm. I can admit that like looking back on it. And so while I think like if you made like a late night version of Pride almost, um i think that's a perfectly fine solution but most likely the people who dress like this they're not going to be happy with that because if everybody's dressed naked then they're not going to be getting as much attention so for them it's about having that impact in the at the daytime event but for me a bit like what you said the issue with the jock strap or the hanky is just more it's more of a debate of taste levels like
1: oh, taste levels I think is it's trash, I think it's crap <laughs> <laughs> I think it's crap, you know, like because there are ways to be naked and it actually look quite cool, yeah. like there are different you know like, like he he could have done some cool like leather gear with it or body paint or anything, you know, there are people who walk down the parade at pride, and actually all they're wearing is a song, but they're covered in body paint, and it's like an expression, it's really cool,
0: yeah, but
1: I just think all he'd actually done was tie a bandana around his thigh and his cock um also it was a very small bandana so why are you trying to show
0: it you know it just it reminds me of like the 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 tarty auntie that turns up at christmas all drunk and everyone's like oh here she is again you know that was
1: me that was 100 percent me
0: (laughs) that was also me that's still i am still that 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 relative sometimes
1: yeah for
0: sure but like I agree like I'm I'm here for like freedom of expression and dressing the way you want and I hate censorship but I think different rules like for the evening would actually be a good idea because you still you still want families and children involved like and I just feel pride does it does celebrate like sexual liberation but it also represents like same-sex love um, acceptance freedom and I just think the message of pride and being queer and the, the one that we try to send out to heterosexual people is of like those things. That... Yeah.
1: It just starts conversations with the wrong na- narrative because it, what it will do is it will give people that are on the fence about gay, g- like gay existence and gay rights. And rather than it be like, do you know what? Like I've changed my mind because they're actually just in the street, being happy and spreading this great message. And yeah. then it'll turn to, Oh my God, did they're you
0: see what's spreading gay? spreading th- diseases.
1: Yeah, do you see what the gays are wearing? But this is
0: this is why it doesn't work because, like, our mouths are saying like acceptance and love, but then the bodies are just saying pure sex.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the um, that's quite often the position we find ourselves in, though,
0: isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> well, it is, but I, I just feel like people people get angry when straight people say like not necessarily like gay people are slags, but they say that pride is just about sex. But then you have people that get angry in the ver- reverse way saying like why are you trying to sense a pride and i just think like you can you can never fucking win
1: i don't think that there, that there will ever be a successful time when there's a pride like a pride evening event because of the nature of pride so what happens um it for with pride days in all cities is there's one huge city celebration and then there are thousands of after parties and some of them have thousands of people at them and some of them have 10 people at them and you can kind of navigate that yourself so if you want to go out naked there is already something for you and that's not right, just on exactly. pride that's, that's, very that's on true. every day that's you know so i mean the, the, having the idea of turning it to like pride in the nighttime. well you can have pride in the nighttime any 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 weekend of the year you know if you want to go out naked there are places for, that do facilitate that
0: yeah yeah well and i just think as well when you think about like what straight people say about pride when they're like well where is like straight pride and the argument is always well every day is straight pride but if straight people were walking around the streets in thongs and jock straps it would probably be classed as indecent exposure no
1: yeah for sure yeah <laughs> Um, I mean, obviously, we know why. There's no bloody straight pride anyway. Um, and, but yeah, it, it, if it was the other way around, w- you're right. It would be viewed very differently um, because we would we would say like that's not appropriate. You yeah. know, if 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 it was straight pride and the men were walking down the street with their dicks out, we would be like, er, disgusting. No, we'd um, be like, whereas-
0: fucking give it to me, mate. <laughs>
1: We'd be like, Sunday, day of rest
0: But not, not for, for me, me. <laughs> yes. i tell you one thing that uh, does make me laugh Is when people go Like, our founding fathers didn't fight for our right to be naked in the street And I'm like, didn't they? I'm like, girl, you're speaking for a whole generation of queers that you don't even know yeah, they were, having, they were forced to, like, have sex in secret and in bathhouses. So, yeah, they probably yeah. did want to fuck in the street, you know? They were probably yeah, wilder sure. than us.
1: Um, I will say one thing as well, as far as, like, festival dress code goes, because in a lot of cities, Pride is more of a festival, and they have it, like, in fields and not so much of a parade. It's different everywhere, but If you look at festival dress code, that's also drastically changed because Mm. the way that kind of like late teen, early 20s women dress to festivals now, even if that was five years ago, people would automatically assume that she was a hooker because they dress now in like lime green mesh nipple patches and that's it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) like
0: That mesh always gets me. I'm like, they look like sausages. Oh God, yeah. Some of them definitely
1: wasn't made for them, but... Uh, I think that it's just that people, there's there's a lot of it on both sides, you know. Um, it's just as with everything, gay people take it to the to the nth degree. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I'm not I, I'm not casting stones in terms of being naked in the street because I've been naked in the street a million times and I love it.
0: I personally think for the daytime, if you're in like the public bit where like the marches and the parades and like the families are. I personally think like nothing or anything less than a speedo, I just think is a is a bit inappropriate. Agreed. Like, Agreed. Like, if you want to see a drop strap, yeah, okay, it's like not going to give a child serious trauma if they see somebody's bum, but it's just not really appropriate to have your bum out in front of a child. Like, yeah. It's, and it's, it's uh, I feel like this is a good point to go to um, some of the comments that we had on the post. Um, oh, sure. Okay. I feel uh, some people. It's such a such an interesting topic, and I feel when I read the comments, like I almost like agree with little bits of what everyone is saying. Like I can see like every every side of it. Yeah. Um. Uh, so this person says, uh, "I think this is Victor." Victor says, "Like anything in life, do as you please, but be considerate of others, especially minors. Being considerate doesn't take anything away from a person's identity."
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like, be proud all you want, but just don't show us your cock.
0: Yeah, but there's, I just think there's a difference between, like, being censored and being considerate.
1: Oh, no, yeah, because they're not saying don't march in the street. They're just saying don't show us your cock while you march.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, George said, surely it doesn't matter if there's... Nothing showing and even then it's nothing we haven't seen in GCSE biology I don't get why a naked body is more offensive than something like I don't know institutionalized racism for example <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I think that that's a very progressive view to have but unfortunately it's not now and nor will it ever be shared by the masses yeah we're not, you not ready know, for like... that
0: we're not ready for that this ain't it Italy
1: but also do we really want it like do we really want it do we want to be naked on pride you know like I just don't think
0: it's needed no I think that's too much and just and as people wouldn't come like pride is about obviously like come as you feel comfortable and come as how you feel proud but you know like naked bodies is not a way most people feel proud like most people feel proud dressed in like a particular way Mm -hmm. which is usually just more than a bandana that's what I'm Mm -hmm. saying
1: yeah for sure
0: um somebody's (laughs) somebody's somebody oh he's on a budget (laughs) um bengali bees i think it's fine after all is pride and bodies are beautiful in whatever shape you come if you want it to be more g-rated to make others more comfortable please skip pride and take yourself to disneyland
1: um yeah no i mean like again like i think a sentiment is shared but i don't i don't know I, I, i i don't have an issue with with people exposing bodies just not genitals there's just no need
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think there is that there is that differentiation between genitals and bodies. Yeah. Somebody else said, why are naked half naked bodies more controversial than violence and systemic racism? And, you know, it's kind of funny because of all the stuff I've posted during Black Lives Matter, uh, not a single one of those posters had this many comments.
1: Well, unfortunately, that's the world we live in. You know, it's the same as on instagram if you post a picture with friends it gets half the likes as a as a selfie you know it's just not what what engages people and um and people are not as engaged with things that are actually important in terms uh, um, as opposed to things that are kind of frivolous
0: you know yeah yeah um Matthew per- definitely not appropriate for a large outdoor event in the middle of the day where people of all ages are out if you're that desperate for attention then there's plenty of opportunity to dress like that at private parties
1: yeah agreed
0: 100 <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and I, I just think it basically comes down to what i was saying earlier about the whole attention thing and listen you can stop a crowd and turn everybody's head without having your dick in a bandana
1: mm-hmm. you totally can and whatever audience is interested in you um like sexually or attraction whatever that would be are going to be interested in you just as much if you're in um a pair of underwear yeah in fact in fact probably more because they won't look at you and go oh what a thirsty disgusting little scumbag
0: yeah <laughs> yeah you probably Fils, would get more You're absolute filth.
1: <laughs> yeah adulterer
0: Oh, my God, I need to get, like, little Kim Woodburn um, sound alerts. Do you know what? Next time you come on the podcast, I'm going to have them full up and it's just going to be, like, a rotisserie mm. of different noises. <laughs> um, so what? What's, what's, like, the craziest thing you've worn to Pride?
1: <laughs> the craziest thing I've worn to Pride? Um, I was in Berlin Pride last year. Um, and I actually did <laughs> I did an outfit change halfway through because it's me. Um, and uh, the first half I wore a, um, a little black crop top and um, a thong and a pair of um, completely mesh see-through um, like camo trousers. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, and I wore a harness over the top of all of it. Um, I kind of looked a little bit like Lara Crofty. I was very into it.
0: Oh God, um, i saw that but that is not raucous i've seen no it's not but that's what smaller I mean. than that in so that was a cute look
1: yeah i'm trying to think of other things that i've worn that are really <laughs> that are really intense um <clears throat> in the night time <clears throat> i don't know what what possessed me but um i got sent a load of um i oh i keep meaning to give you some i still got some of it i got sent a load of like jock straps and and stuff um before i went from a brand that wanted me to like give it to people that i knew that would post about it and all of that and in the night i wore a jock strap to go out and i've never i I haven't worn but with anything
0: over the top no 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 right did you tuck no oh my god right when
1: was this this was in berlin last year
0: you did this last year yeah right (laughs) oh my god i just could not picture you doing that do you know what
1: as well i've never done something like it before and i never would again um there was something that took over me and i just thought well you know it's like when in berlin you know berlin you can get away with absolutely anything Anything. and it's well, it was it was still when i was well well, we know that it was before i got sober as well so decisions were made um (laughs) And so, yeah, I went out. What's that? What I, I wore, I borrowed a load of latex from um, a designer as well. And I wore, um, a, a latex bra and a black jock strap to a club. Um, and, uh, like, it was I felt really uncomfortable it was horrible I hated it <laughs> oh you're
0: going to tell me like oh I felt so sexually liberated no well, great, that's, but... do you know
1: why that was why it was is I was like do you know what I'm not this was my mentality on the night I said like, I'm not gonna tuck I tuck every single day I'm literally tucked now and I'm just sat at home um like I always <laughs> tuck and I thought for once in my life I'm not gonna and I'm gonna go out and be untucked on pride and, um, and I'm going to be tits and untucked and big hair, and it'll be fabulous. Let me tell you. So it, it was Pride, and we went, we went to, the, well, I think we went to this club called Trezor, and I was with all of the, all of the backing dancers for Mel C, because she performed at Berlin Pride. And, um, yeah, it was, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I had a miserable time wearing it because I felt so self-conscious. So that was my experience of wearing a jockstrap. Um. well Do you know what, when
0: when I went to Grand Canaria back in I think maybe 2000, 2000, I think was the second time I went And it had already changed so much from the year before And there were boys standing around the pool in jock straps mm-hmm. And it was the first time I'd seen it and I was just like... <gasps> Like, oh, she's, she's got no dignity, Muriel. I was just like, where? Yeah,
1: because it, it's full on bumhole exposed, isn't it?
0: Pretty much, yeah. Like, it just, well, you've got no freedom of movement, really.
1: I mean, you do, but there's, it's just you know that other people can see that freedom of movement.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was just like, uh, not really about strength to seeing me that intimately. You've
1: worn a couple of like scantily clad outfits, though. I mean, what's yours? Your, what's your most naked
0: Oh my god, girl, like how much time have you got? Like the first time I went to Grand Canaria, because um I used to do like flyering for Cuba. Oh yeah. Um when when I was like 18, so they all they were all like really skinny, really tanned, had these like like skimpy little boxes on, glitter on their face, like every Saturday night. And I was just like, oh my god, I wanna be like them. <laughs> yes <laughs> So, yeah, when I went to Gran Canaria, it was just like a different ensemble every night. I would have like silver hot pants with basically nothing else on, maybe a bit, a couple of chains or something or like a policeman outfit or just ridiculous outfits every night. Some of them were cool and cute and a bit more covered up, um, especially like the second time I went. But Yeah, I I remember seeing ones from Brighton Pride as well. And I was wearing um, girl boxers that I'd bought from Lozenza.
1: Oh, my God, that's so funny.
0: I know, and I had these, like, I was wearing them as, like, booty shorts, basically, but they were that short that, like you say, I had to take the precaution of, like, wearing a jock strap underneath, mm-hmm. um, because they were riding up high, and I didn't want to, like, expose my testicles to children, <laughs> and there's...
1: Probably, probably a strong meal.
0: <laughs> Babe, I saw the camera roll back from the digital camera. It was a, it was the right decision. <laughs> oh yeah you would have got
1: you would have got an
0: eyeful it was just like this like you could see like just the the balls of the jock strap like hanging out the bottom (laughs) it was
1: oh no angel
0: no yeah so many wrong decisions when i look back at them but i think the important thing is that at the time i wasn't being inappropriate and i felt fierce at the time so I, i do look back and cringe but i also look back and i'm like yeah do you know what more power to me
1: I just want to let you know that whilst we've been having this conversation, just through having it, I opened my underwear drawer and I've got a load of um these <laughs> the underwear options that um, you know, the brand Babes yeah. that they sent me. And I just pulled out a pink babe's jock strap and um I've put it on for the purpose of this conversation.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm stood here in a babe's pink jock strap.
0: She is a method presenter loving your work babes
1: it's so uncomfortable why do people wear these
0: i yeah i gotta be honest i'm not like a massive fan it's not something that i would wear really to make myself feel sexy i don't feel like the cut of them accentuates the bum um, i'm
1: just looking now my bum looks saggy in it my bum look, never looks saggy that elastic <laughs> does nothing does it
0: you're really not selling your mate's brand <laughs> uh, oh no i mean the the, the fabric's
1: gorgeous but <laughs> <laughs> the fabric's great, but just not for my body.
0: Um, okay, so what is, what? okay, on the topic of, like, pride and everything, what is, like, the most raucous thing you've ever seen, if you can remember?
1: Oh, Jesus, I've seen it all. I really, really have seen it all. Um, I, I think... Have you ever, <laughs> do, ever do been know to a Folsom? Funny? To what?
0: To Folsom.
1: No, I don't know what that is.
0: Folsom Street Fair. No, I don't know what that is. You don't know what Folsom Street Fair is? No. Give me back your LGBTQ card right now. Why?
1: What is
0: it? Folsom Street Fair is like similar to Pride in San Francisco. I don't know if it actually might be their version of Pride. I need to, don't quote me on that. But it's like a leather thing and there's people like getting whipped in the street and pissing on each other and dog masks. Oh my God, I've never, I've
1: never heard of
0: that. I can't believe you've never heard of Folsom Street Fair.
1: I do think, um, I d- did just remember there, when you said, what's the um, what's the memory that you have? To, I act- a, a memory came straight into my head. And that just shows the impact that it must have, have on, had on me, because I haven't thought about this for a really, really long time. Um, when I first moved to London, so going back about eight years ago, um, this is when we met and, um, I used to go out in Vauxhall. and I went out this one night after work. So I got there at about two, three in the morning and I can't remember which promoter would put on this event, but it was not an event that I should have been at. And, this is and on pride. um, no, this wasn't on pride, but it's a gay thing.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Um, I went to the bar and there was a guy stood next to me and I turned and smiled at him and he said hello but he was pulling this really weird facial expression and I was like oh that's weird and then I I, I asked him if he was having a good night and he was like yeah yeah I am but pulling this like kind of like oh face and I looked behind him and he was getting rimmed while he was talking to me
0: oh my god
1: <laughs> yeah somebody was just rimming him in the middle of the club
0: uh, yeah at the, at the bar? Just like maybe the toilets were busy.
1: Well, I mean, but how how desperate can you be for a rim? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, not even like a blowjob, a rim.
1: No, he was just getting rimmed at the bar. I was there ordering a gin and tonic, and he's there with his arsehole in somebody's mouth. <laughs> Isn't that scandalous? That's fab
0: um I remember in again Grand Canaria, but this was a different year that I went. um I think this is maybe 2005. Mm-hmm. And this was on Pride. And somebody had like gone under outside the club. But I'm talking like completely gone under. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with my friend Hannah. And she's like the kind of person where it's like if I see someone gone under in the street, I'm just like, oh gosh, that's none of my business. Hannah, like, stops, and she's like, okay, we need to help him, and I'm like... Stop.
1: So what you're saying is that Hannah's a good person, and, and you're not? <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk past somebody out passed out in the street, and I don't care, but my friend Hannah, she really does.
0: <laughs> Listen, if you're going to stop for every person passed out in the Yumbo Centre, you're not getting home till the next morning. <laughs> so, so anyway, I was just like, okay, fine. So we tried to help him, but he was, like, proper gone under, and I was like, Hannah just, like... You know, we've told the bouncers about him. The bouncers are keeping an eye on him. I'm like, that's enough. Anyway, um, my friend come out to the smoking area and Hannah's then obviously um, expressed her distress about the situation. So he's just like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. I'll sort it out. Goes over, grabs an ice cube, puts his hand on the guy's shorts and pushes the ice cube up the guy's bum. Oh, I've heard about this. It brings people out of it. Oh my God. The guy literally snapped straight back out of it. Yeah, I've heard that that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. um, (laughs) I tried to do it to somebody after that because the guy literally snapped straight back out of it and was fine. So I've had like somebody like collapsing on me before and I tried to do it, but it just it wasn't working. I think you have to literally push the ice cube like into their bum. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's not just like on the bum hole, it's up the bum hole.
0: Yeah, but do you know what? I just don't know if I'm about like getting my fingers in that kind of state with somebody that I don't really know.
1: Yeah, it might be it might be weird too. If maybe maybe if they were just sleepy and closing their eyes, and you go over and shove your <laughs> th-
0: <laughs> you go over and shove your thumb up their arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yes, there's a little handy tip for.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a very handy tip.
0: Um, what are you doing? Are you doing anything for this year's pride?
1: Um, I've been a little bit involved with, um, Comic Relief are doing an online Pride and they've had me involved in a couple of projects for that.
0: Oh yeah, I saw this with Think the Pink as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So
1: that's been lovely. Um, in terms of actual celebration for Pride, I'm, I'm, I'm not asked, you know, like I'm, I won't be, I won't be hanging a rainbow flag out the window or anything like that. That. um and I'm actually just in the middle of moving, so th- to be honest, Pride's at the back of my list this year. What about you?
0: Um, no, not really. Do you know what I thought earlier? I thought it's funny. I thought this is probably like the fattest I've been around Pride season, <laughs> just because I know that I've got absolutely. Uh, yeah,
1: because no- n- normally we all starve ourselves from now till Pride.
0: I've oh got from now from last month, or like at least just like up the exercise regime.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'd all be we'd, we'd all be starving by right
0: now. Oh my god, yeah, but just looking so good, and I just hate that. Like, I'm not feeling like as good in my body, even just to, like go down to like the park and stuff. But it's just so hard to motivate yourself in this situation. But yeah, Do you I'm know thinking. What, right?
1: it, I, I've definitely put on weight as well during quarantine. But I'm actually past the point of giving a fuck now. Like, I was a, a couple of weeks ago, I felt really shit about myself, um, and now. I'm like, so what? So what if i put on some weight? Like, I could have died. All of us could have died. You know, like there's, there's so much bigger things to worry about than putting on a bit of weight. I like, fuck it. Who cares?
0: You know, that's called being in a relationship.
1: That is called being in a relationship. You're right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, I thought, I was still out here like fighting for just like a scrap of love. <laughs> oh.
1: Oh, no. Well, yeah, because Alex has been the same because obviously Alex is a bodybuilder and he's um, he's not been able to do anything for, since March. Um, and we we both keep talking about it and we're both like, oh, who cares?
0: Who cares? Oh, see, that is love. That is the meaning of Pride, really.
1: Yeah, we're going to get all fat and sassy together for Pride.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I was thinking my friend, one of my friends has got his birthday on like basically just after Pride. And then one of them has got their birthday just before Pride. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to do like a joint birthday thing, obviously, you know, like a park or something. So Mm -hmm. at least I'll probably have that.
1: What date is London Pride normally on? It's quite late, isn't
0: it? I feel like this year's one would have been the 27th. Of June? Yeah.
1: I thought that London's Pride happened in August.
0: (laughs) No, it used to be like the start of July, like the 7th, 8th of July. Then I think it got moved back like last year or maybe the year before. Because my
1: hoopla was supposed to be last weekend, wasn't it?
0: Oh, was it? Yeah, hoopla would have
1: hoopla would have been on Saturday. Just gone.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah, but do you know what? It rained all day, so yeah. Good thing Thank you, COVID.
0: <laughs> and also, that was my sister's fiftieth birthday, so that would have caused some conflict.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, I always think of a hoop. I think that, that what they've done with hoopla is amazing because. It's like Pride. It's just like Pride. It's like we get two Prides in London now because of Hoopla.
0: Yeah. I love how you say it. Hoopla. 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 (laughs) Hoopla. That's me. Hoopla. Uh, Oh,
1: Hoopla.
0: (laughs) And now we've got none of it. But do you know what? Listen, next year's going to be a party.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, we'll make it just as good. Um, and we're, we're, sorry, not just as good. We'll make it just like we'll make it better because we'll appreciate it a little bit more.
0: You know. Yeah, and I feel like Black Pride will be a lot bigger next year as well. So we'll have like three prides at least. In the
1: Absolutely. Day. I've only been to one Black Pride, um, and it was amazing. So I really hope that it's a huge thing next year, and I'm really looking forward to participating in it.
0: Yeah, same. I went last year, or maybe the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, mark always goes obviously yeah um but yeah it'll be good like even better once they um people start investing in it more
1: yeah and I think that that will really happen now you know um which is amazing it's absolutely amazing so I think that the, the, the more we can get behind that the better
0: okay that's a lovely note for us to end on
1: oh okay fab
0: um, okay guys and thanks for listening to the episode. Uh, thank you (laughs) hold on that sounded really gay (laughs) (laughs) and thanks for listening guys um you uh hold on and thanks for listening guys uh if you want to follow us on socials uh collectively we are cocktails confessions i'm at gilet slays
1: and, Danny. and I am Danny St James like the park and I don't say like it's easy to get into anymore
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that easy to get into the bounces there it, oh, I'm because you, you're in a relationship yeah not
1: oh, that, that easy yet. to get into
0: anymore Okay, got you. <laughs> <laughs> hey and I just want to say a quick thank you obviously to the members and the patrons uh I hope you're enjoying the extra benefits you lot are getting and uh, listen, I, uh, I was going to do the shout outs and I feel like somebody told me this was quite boring. It might have been Mark, actually. And obviously, I do not want your shout outs to be boring. So and do you know what? I did actually just try and do a rap, um, but it sounded so much whiter than it did in my head. So I, it, instead, I'm just going to let Kim Woodburn insult you. And we're going to be starting off with John Herbert.
1: Very phony. Very naughty, very rotten.
0: Andrew Morgan.
1: Don't you do this to me!
0: Atla Malcolm. Filth! <laughs> antony Akagi.
1: Chicken-livered shit.
0: <laughs> Edward Houston.
1: Horrible, horrible girl.
0: <laughs> Pior Ruziki.
1: Nasty bitch of a girl. <laughs>
0: John Bray.
1: Trash and scum. <laughs> and I say that with no regret.
0: And our producers, James Martin and Michael Pletcher. help. Oh, yes, that was so much more fun. Uh, I'm loving these buttons. So, guys, get used to it. And on next week's episode, we have got a best friend slash pride special where we will have my best friend on the show Nick Byam girl and we are going to be talking about all of our trashy, ratchet, uh, crazy, emotional, amazing pride memories